Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's episode 24, season 8 of the Fighting Cup podcast. This is a day... Right, where West Ham fans have started a GoFundMe to raise enough money to offer Declan Rice a new contract, boys. <laughs> Jeez, is that for real? That's real, yeah. They've uh, got a lot of pie and mash to get that much money up, haven't they? they? Well, a lot of stop eating it, so it goes out of business because it's bullshit. What? Jelly deals. Yeah. Why? I hate the guts. <laughs> it is, it's like it's, it's like it's like I know there's, there's traditions and there's like things that should have fall, like go away, like fucking. Lynching. <laughs> that's good that that's gone. Jelly Deals also. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. put them two in the yeah. same boat. <laughs> See how they all go bust. Yeah, fucking terrible. Like my mate went to a Jelly Deal restaurant the other day to treat himself. He goes, oh, I haven't had one for a while. He's just, just finished at Ball Street. I'm going to go for a pie and mash with my mates. And um, he went there and he said, it's the worst thing he's ever had. He said, the mash was shit. It was like fucking smash. <laughs> and the, and, <laughs> smash! And there was a puck of pie. And then some fucking plate of jelly deals. 
Jesus. I've never eaten it before. I need to give it a go before they all go out of business. Oh, mate, you don't, you don't, I'm not sure you want to. They're all right. They, they, Have you eaten them? Yeah, I try everything. I, I There's nothing I won't eat. I'll give everything a go. Dick? <laughs> I haven't been offered a good enough thing yet. You wait until half time, boy. <laughs> well, I'll try every type of food, and it, it, it's exactly what you'd imagine it to be. It's just not very nice, but fishy. But, uh, kind of like it's got the bones gelatin- as well in it. Gelatinous. I don't know. I was pretty drunk. Uh. It wasn't. It wasn't enjoyable. No, uh, good. Um, the fighting cock social details. Uh, I'm, I'm having a bit of a mare. Really, we had issues with the ticket. Well, I wouldn't say issues, but we. Some, everything's going to be resolved it'll be fine when this comes out you'll see the uh, sales for both tickets on there um, £5 for Arsenal and I think we know a lot of price of £5 for the Paul Robinson as well yeah. uh, so anyone who's paid full price um, then we'll give you a refund on the door £10 back anyone who paid at the first first instance a year ago almost now so obviously Arsenal on the second no, of, no inflation like Daniel yeah. Levy yeah. well we've earned about four quid in interest though that time I suppose <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, Arsenal on the 2nd of December we're going to get together you guys can't come can you who, who out I there? know I can go yeah I'm going it's windy me and Alex I can't make it no, just the shit ones yeah. yeah so all the gully people can make it so yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then obviously that's going to be mental and then <clears> obviously we've got uh, the Barcelona game where we qualify for the Champions League knockouts and more importantly, Paul Robinson for an hour talking through his Spurs career and all the stories that he's got around that. Um, we, let's go straight into Wolves because um, <clears throat> it's really important that we understand that what we witnessed on Saturday isn't a return to the Spurs that we all grew up with. We've all been there. Why we all not? felt it. I missed that. Did you miss it? Yeah, I did. What? What about it? Oh, well, you know, it's a bit exciting. You don't know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates. I mean, we could have easy. We, if we'd have lost that game five three, <laughs> been like, well, they had a goal disallowed as well. Didn't but they? we didn't lose, so it's not a return to the Spurs of old. It's That's... just a little kind of glimpse of what we were, but then it wasn't a full return. But then it wasn't a full return. But then if you had like the Inter game, where it did happen, and then uh, PSV where we conceded late as well, hmm. it's kind of that those three games. There's probably probably a fourth one out there that. Maybe you could think that there's that lack of concentration or or something that's not quite right from eighty minutes onwards. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's physical. I don't know. But I mean, there is the, the, there is definitely a lapse in concentration. I think a lot of the goals that we've conceded haven't really been down to the tactics that have been um, laid out for the team, but more <clears throat> massive individual errors. Yeah, you can't really legislate for that, can you? No. Um, and we'll come on to those. But before that, there's, uh, we, we did win. And I think this Wolves team is underrated in that it's all right, it's a promoted side, but they're much better than a, than a promoted side would suggest. There's excellent technical ability across that team. Um, they're really comfortable on the ball. They like to attack. The fence was, and in the, in, in the past, uh, this entire Premier League has been really stingy. And they're the best defensive record outside of the top four, including Spurs, um, before this game. And we put three past them in 60 minutes. Buddy, what did you think of Harry Kane's performance overall? I thought it was okay. I still don't think he's quite there. I still think he's carrying a bit too much weight. And I don't think he's as quick as he was or can be. But he scored, which was a concern because he hadn't scored for a while. I know three games. But still, three games is a, is a long time for Kane. I know he's that's never... his longest drought. Yeah, I was going to say that's his longest drought he's ever gone. But still, in his performances and the way he was playing, I was starting to be concerned by his lack of goals. 
I actually thought he had an incredible game. I thought his movement was excellent. I thought he put himself in situations where he was um, he was shooting at goal uh, much more than he has been. His willingness to take shots from outside the box was comparable to the way he played in the last couple of years. And I thought his movement off the ball was somewhat returning to what we know him to be. I think um, I think he's better than okay. I think he might be being a little bit harsh. I think he benefited from a, from a rest midweek for sure. That helped him. Whereas a lot of the rest of some of the team. Looked like they were a little bit jaded, especially um, especially Winks trying to hold that midfield together by himself. I think he he struggled. I yep. think he's I think he's fairly quiet apart from uh, the goal. I, I think in the first half um, he had a couple of uh, pot shots that were from outside the box, and I think it, that was uh, that that maybe might be a symptom of uh, he's. He's not either getting the service or in the right right place, so he's thought I'll have a crack from outside the box. Um, and again, it's like when you're playing, the more the more time you you're playing and you haven't had a shot on target or off target, the more your confidence will drop because you're thinking you're too busy focusing being on the right place at the right time. So it was good that he got he he got those shots out of him, um, and then he kind of started to come more into the game, like like you were saying, like holding the ball up and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and he did better, but again, I still think he is playing at seventy percent of of what he normally does. I mean, I, I agree with you, but I just want to go back to something like that. I think that every time he got the ball, he made the keeper work. He forced the keeper into a, a kind of good save. There was that one in the first half where he kind of created a bit of space for him, and he hit the bottom keeper and the keeper bottom corner, and the keeper made a, an excellent save. Um, he's he's doing what I. Th- what, what I saw him do in that game, certainly he was doing doing what I saw him do when he broke into the Spurs team. And I get that the fitness might not yeah. be there and whatnot, but I think he didn't look like he was dropping deep and, and giving up huge amounts of territory to the defence like he has been in previous games. I was I, I was really impressed by him, but maybe it was just me, evidently. Well, I think um, having Lamella there was good for him as well. He combines well enough with Lucas. I mean, there's a bit of a hit and miss, but I think having Lamella there. He linked up well with him. Um, but the fact that we're, we're talking about Kane's form and he's still among the goals just shows how, how amazing he is. We take it for granted, really. Um, but I thought he did all right on Saturday. I wouldn't say he was amazing or, or bad. He's just, um, just consistent. It was our third game in six days. Um, can you expect or accept that some part of the last 15 minutes was down to fatigue? Um, that maybe the mistakes were there that were down to alertness? Was it that after playing so much football within a week there are going to be mistakes and there is going to, we are going to let a team that has played much less football get at us in the way they did in the last 15 minutes of, of that game I, I think sorry, I think a Dembele sorry. injury kind of um, caused a lot of the stuff that happened um, what later on um, but that, he went off in six minutes yeah but I think a lot of the errors I mean you know Wings giving the ball away Toby pushing out of defence and losing the ball you know in defensive midfield without the shield in front of without Dembele dropping back to kind of sweep up. I think that was part of it as well. But yeah, fatigue did play a part, but I think also Dembele coming off injured just completely killed our shape. Well, we scored three goals after that. We did, but I talk about defending. defending in the last wise. 15 minutes. And generally, really. I mean, they were creating... When we scored our first goal, we were under the cosh. It, it, was, it was against a run of play, our, our first Yeah, goal. for sure, it was. The lack of Dembele hurt us later on because there was no sense of structure or control to our football. Winks didn't have um, like a, a little buddy next to him that he could pass the ball to, and 
Sissoko has been playing well recently, but that's because he's been given license to just cause chaos. When he's in a more... Like, imagine Sissoko's a shit Pogba. In a two, he doesn't really work very well because he's not disciplined enough. Whereas Sissoko's better when he's allowed to do whatever he wants or he's got someone else alongside him. Who was the game before Wolves? Was it West Ham? Yeah. Yes. Who was right back? Uh, Walker Peters. And then it was Trippier for, yep. for Wolves. So, like, we're going with the tiredness thing. Mm. Two different players. <clears throat> that's kind of where, on that side, where the errors came. Um, and then uh, Foyf. Uh, or is it Foyf or Foyf? Yeah, yeah. Foyf. I'm not even sure anymore. Who gives a shit? Comment <laughs> <out his name. laughs> uh, and then Foyf was there for West Ham uh, and, and Wolves. So, so that could be down to tiredness. But, what, um, what could be about his game? Uh, about what well, I mean, like it's the, the penalties the, or what? the penalties, yeah, yeah. Because other than that, he played well. No, uh, yeah, exactly. He played really well, so, and he played really well against West Ham. So the 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 lack of um, the rashness or naivety in and giving the, the penalties away could that be down to tiredness or learning? The, I don't know. But no. the, the, but where where trips got caught out, uh, nutmegging uh, where he, he really shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> You know, I don't think that's that's not down to tiredness. And then where um, I think was it Winks who lost the ball, and then the ball came through and Trips was kind of out of position as well. Yeah, I don't think that's that down to tiredness either. But what is it down to? Uh, just being in poor positions and, and, and not, not reading really, the game probably. Uh, yeah, he thinks he's doing the big bollocks now, doesn't he? Just like you're saying, like individual errors. It, it, it is individual errors. Um, what I'm struggling with here, lads, right, is that um, we've gone 3-0 up uh, against the good Premier League side, um, and the vast majority of what we've all said is kind of pinning out, like, on, onto the negative aspects. Is it about yeah. that we expect more from Tottenham than than perhaps they're capable of delivering, and we're, we're going we're to potentially enter a perpetual uh, self-critical cycle where nothing we do unless we win 4-0 is good enough? We lack a measure of control these days when we used to go maybe 4-0 up against Stoke at half time you knew the game was dead we'd come out the second half we'd own the ball our defence was watertight and we could just play the game out our defence isn't watertight anymore they're making mistakes all of them Alderweireld is not the player he was um, Lloris Trippier we're no longer a, a team that can just kill a game anymore I think as well um like talking about yeah, talking about uh, the negatives and the, the going down that spiral. I mean, those two penalties um, that we gave away uh, were massive in the game. So you know, it's, they have to be spoken about, and it's I'm not, not like I'm not saying we shouldn't be speaking about them. Of course we should. Yeah, but um, if you but, measure but, the, but that was the, that. That's kind of like <clears throat> a, a strange, not not a strange thing, but like in personally, from my opinion, we were three nil up. Absolutely cruising, and I get that Wolves have whatever the stats you said before, but I don't think they looked in the game at all. And they didn't. It didn't feel to me that they were that they were on the kind of like a ascendancy of creating something and getting back into the game. They got back into the game through two penalties, and I didn't see them coming back into the game at all. And we wouldn't be talking about that. We'd be talking about a three nil or even a four nil. Mm. Uh, but those two penalties were given. They scored both of them, and then they were back, you know, back in the game, and that's why we're sitting here discussing. Shit I think ourselves. I think Hugo was probably one of our best players. Hugo Lewis made a few saves, so I wouldn't say that that, that was had nothing. Or that they did a legitimate goal, just allowed. <coughs> but um, 
we had um, probably our best central defender out, Jan de Tongen. Um, Ericsson and Delhi didn't start the game. Um, Dembele, as I said, comes off injured. Son came on for Dembele, but he wasn't at his best. So there's a lot of things that... There's a lot of reasons why we weren't at our best on Saturday. Um, so I guess the positive would be that if we had our full strength team, it could have been 3-0 and the game would have ended 3-0. But the fact that we had um, a shadow team, also Sanchez didn't start the game as well. So I think all in all, I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything to shit the bed over in terms of you know negativity, but it's difficult to ignore giving away two penalties that were avoidable. Sure. I think as well, like... <clears throat> Where we're watching Spurs now and we are saying about injuries or individual errors or um, <laughs> things that were called that, that shouldn't have been, um, we're still winning games. We're still getting the three points. We are fourth, uh, you know, a few points off, uh, off top and we're still in the hunt and we're at Wembley and we're going to different stadiums and playing games and shit like that. When the team do click and, and they, you know, they're just around the corner from, from everyone coming back and... Uh, playing the, the, the free-flowing football that we have been, there's going to be murders. Well, we've won Someone's s- going to get a slap. <laughs> a draw slap. Yeah. We've won seven out of eight of our away games as well, which is, which is amazing. And we've got a load of, away, load of home games um, early 2019. So, you know, given that we've got all these away games, I think it's pretty positive how, how well we've done. I think a lot of the way people feel about Spurs is how well other teams are doing around us. Mm. Um, in... 98 of the last 100 football league seasons, Liverpool, both Liverpool and Chelsea would be top at this moment. Um, you've got Man City, obviously, are an anomaly because there's been nothing like them in the history of the English game. And then Arsenal are playing out their skins as well. So I think that there's a lot of us who kind of are critical of Spurs where they wouldn't be if other teams weren't playing so well around us. And we can't do anything about that. No. Uh, you know, if we're top of the league now, which we we would have been in most other seasons based on our points haul from this point, um, I think we'd be a lot more. I think a lot. You know, if you go on Twitter, the people would be a lot more positive. But because Man City are playing so well, because Arsenal are playing so well, <coughs> albeit a point behind us, and their fans are fucking going Garrity and feel so much positivity around their football club at the moment. You know, we're a point better off than them, and uh, everyone seems to be kind of like, oh, we're not good enough. Players are not good enough. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's the fact that the players aren't good enough. Um, performances ha- haven't been haven't been great, um, but again, I, I, yeah, I, but I don't know what else to say. We're, we're, we're say picking up I would points. say to that is that the performances in games that we've lost or drawn have been have been good, mm. but because the result can go away, oh, we'll focus on the result. All right, well, we got a win, but the performance weren't great, so let's focus on the lack of performance. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it a bit irritating. The while um, fourth. Uh, I was surprised when he started. Um, Pochettino decided to rotate. I'm still not 100% convinced, though. He did play well in the game. Um, he's, he's ineligible for PSG, PSV. That's right. Yeah, he won't play against that. So that's probably <coughs> why he started against Wolves. Do you believe in him? Do you think he could could play a part in our long-term future? Um, I like how he plays on the ball, but... If he continues to give away penalties, then he can fuck off. <laughs> 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 what, what, you, 
can play as well as you like. I don't yeah. give a fuck how good you are passing the ball, how good you are testing the ball, reading the play, coming out of it. If you're fucking giving away two penalties, man, come on. Buddy, what if he never gives a penalty away again? That's great. So but keep him. Keep him. Right. Give him one more go. <laughs> if he gives away any more penalties, fuck him up. The guy, is what is he, 20 years old or whatever, he's just coming into the first team and stuff like that. But... Um, against West Ham and against Wolves. Overall, um, when I was watching him play and he was passing it out from the back, he was confident knocking it about and stuff. And I thought, like, like this, this kid's a, this kid's a bit of a baller out the back, and knows how, and knows how to handle himself. And like, uh, you, you know me, I'm like with youth, turning my nose up and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I, when I was watching it, I, I thought we had a great game. Um, and apart from, you know, like, yeah, the penalties. <laughs> the big thing, yeah, the elephant in the room, the penalty in the room, penalties in the room. Mm. Uh, it was disappointing. And, yeah, um, he was put in bad positions, but um, I think if you were Jan or Toby, I think you were experienced enough to stay on your feet, not commit, see right. where they're going to go. Let's, do the, let's talk <laughs> to the first one, uh, Barty. Um, so, mistake from Trippier. Yep. Fries and Nutmeg lost the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, ball came in to Foyf. What yeah. did you think of his challenge? Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Because Wendy was said um, he Foyf got put in a position by Trippier. Yes, he got put in he a situation. It a wasn't like situation. he got a semi difficult situation. He wasn't through on goal. He wasn't having to handball the li- ball, handball it off the line. He could have not dived in. He could have not taken the man out. He could have like stayed on his feet. It would have been better if he. I mean, in hindsight, it's great in hindsight because we're talking about milliseconds of football. But yeah. it, for me, it would have been better if he had just stood up. Um, as soon as he's seen it, it's just like it's like it was. He looked. It looked like a rudimentary raw error that was made by a yeah. player that isn't near first team football yet. Um, but the. the, the he, he, his teammates contributed to his the, the, putting him in that position, but he made the wrong choice, and that, that's yes. awesome. yeah, twice. twice. So the second one, uh, who is it? Uh, no, it's Harry Winks. Harry Winks lost the ball. Then Trippier was f- so far out of position. But I think I'm, we'll come on to Trippier a little bit. But I think I can defend him a little bit in that he perhaps didn't expect to Winks to lose the ball. Yeah, and sometimes as fullbacks in the system, you have to gamble and, and yeah. be, be up. Oh, Walker done it many a time. Yeah, many a time. So. And the ball obviously was played past him very easily and Watford again went down that left-hand side and played the through ball to some dickhead up front. I don't remember what it was. Well, him. <laughs> it, was it? Was I lit- I, all right, I've never even heard of him. Before you said that, I, I'd never heard of I'm him. I'm disgusted in you. Are you? You do this shit for a living. How can you not know who he is? It's amazing, isn't it? How, have I, how have I done this for three years? <laughs> honestly, the wall's like, honestly, I'll come in and people will talk about goals and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Half of the Wolves players, though, they blend into one. I don't know whoever it's Costa, Jimenez. The only one I know is Nevis because he can whack well, it. you know Moutinho nice, from nice player. Moutinho. Yeah. Don't, don't, try, don't try and be hipster now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but what, did, you th- what, did you think penalty as he, as he went down, as he poured down? The second one was the softer one, but still, as soon as it happened, I looked at the referee, as did all the Spurs players, as did all the fans in the crowd. Yeah. So We could have had a third penalty put against as well because Sanchez definitely brought him down in the box as well. <laughs> Can you imagine? Fuck's sake. I think um, I think that what the, the, the ref was scared at that point. Like, yeah. I can't give three penalties, in this, but he should, probably should have done. Yeah. What did you think when um, Traore come on? Because that then I started to shit myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I it as well. Because, yeah. I know he's rubbish. 
but he's really good at running with a ball. Yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> he's he is kind, garbage. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, a bit like uh, Al, Al Sissoko. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like that, uh, just running at the fence with the ball. You don't know where the ball's going to end up, you don't know where the player's going to end up. If you if you could take one or the other, would you take Sissoko or Traore? Traore. Fucking brilliant. I, I genuinely, love Traore. Why? Just because he's fucking bananas, man. You just, <laughs> I, you just I, let him loose. I'd take Sissoko. <laughs> I'd take Sissoko because Charlie is only good against teams you don't sit deep. He's not if good teams, against any team. He looks great. He looks, great. He looks incredible. If a team sit deep, what can he do? He's got nowhere to run to, isn't but he? If I'm, if I'm having sex and I can fuck like a porn star for 20 seconds, but that's all I can do... What the world good is that? She comes five times in those 20 seconds. Yeah. And you but she doesn't know, does she? she, she she's like, oh my God, what was that? <laughs> but Charlie, you went way too fast and way too hard there. Mate, I'd prefer, a, can... I'd prefer a slow mango, uh, <laughs> <laughs> mango <laughs> stroke. That's what I want. Yeah, but if you could do what people could do in five seconds. Then... Well, yeah, but that's good for you. People talk about the length of time in sex so much. If you can accomplish yeah. things quickly... What's the quickest time you've accomplished an orgasm? What, to the other person? You know, not on yourself. I mean, I can do that in about 15 <laughs> seconds yeah. and got the right kind of porn on. Um, maybe the 800 meter world record, maybe less than that. Google it. I would say I've achieved it in under five minutes. That's big. That's long, man. Really? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Unless they're good at acting, I'm pretty sure I've done it in a, in a minute. My, 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 I, I never ever want to ask because undoubtedly they have, but I never want to know about the faking bollocks. I just pretend it doesn't happen. It's not real, and every time's the best time. <laughs> but that's nice if they're faking. It's because they care about your feelings. So just it's because I want it to end. <laughs> oh my god! See, that's that's. that's <laughs> I never that's, thought of that's it. That's what the They want it. That's why they do like it. Sick of but you. it doesn't end until I end anyway. No, so. no but listen, they're sick of you just on top, exactly. writing, writing away at their body. That's what they go. I better fake my orgasm so he stops rotting. But you just keep writing <laughs> <the same laughs> in between us, isn't it? Just... No, I, uh, no, buddy. I don't understand. I keep writing until I finish. Because I think she's enjoying it, but what if in her head she's like, oh Jesus, will he stop just pumping me? God, he really smells. <laughs> oh God. I, it's I hope I don't have that. Hey, <laughs> Lamella then. Should, should we do Lamella actually? Yeah, we could do Trippier, but we've, we've done, done, done it today. Done. You're right, you're right. Lamella, um, this season, absolutely bossing it. Yeah. Always knew he would, always had faith in him. Even the right wing Twitter had faith in him, deep down. <laughs> the only one that didn't is you. Yeah. Um, who's kind of right wing. Um, Indian Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not uh, right, right wing. What? No. That what, are you not a socialist? No, no centrist. 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 <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry. Um, what you've got now? I mean, this season. That... Oh, th- yeah. This, this season, he has been uh, great. He, he's been. He's. He, this season has been it's completely been different to previous seasons, and um, whether he's played uh, coming off the bench or wh- whether uh, he's he's played the, like the full ninety or seventy or whatever, um, he's been he's been great. And the thing I love about him is that while there was a lot of stuff that you know we bought him because he was an attacking midfielder, flair player, uh, uh, and that's what we wanted. But for his confidence over the past seasons, I don't know why it didn't happen, but it, it just wasn't happening for him. And But what he did have to his game was his, you know, his aggression and his pressing. And it yeah. was like, for me, it was like, we didn't buy him for that. We bought him for yeah, the other he, side. But now, yeah. 
coming through. Do you know? It's it's you know. Rich, do you think it could only be part of it? Like obviously, shit that happened with his brother. Major, like all jokes aside, there was all this fucking bollocks going around that he's got a coke addict. Fuck, his brother's fucking nearly died. Yeah. Paralyzed. Dog. His dog died. Yeah. Which is a big thing for every, anybody. Yeah. And he's uh, he had chronic hip issues and back issues. Yeah. He comes back and actually sees that football isn't that important. And now he's playing with a bit of freedom, maybe. Well, I, I think I said it on um, on a, a previous pod where po- where Potch was saying about that um, they they ask him about dramas or stress, and he was like, "Football, football is not drama. Football is not stress. Football is just the game." It's like you know. But Potch said that. Yeah, it looked pretty it, fucking stressed at the end of the like, Wolves game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> did you not see? Yeah, it? I did. He looked like me. I was like, I was walking around my kitchen going, <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to explain to the kids and the missus going, like, why are you so stressed? Why are you punching the wall? <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? Because it's Spurs. <laughs> like Potts was saying that he's um, that he he doesn't want football uh, stressful, and it's the family side that 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 kind of you know every day is being a person, mm. and maybe he has uh, you know spoken with Lamella, brought his confidence back up, and saying you know just play as freely as you want to on the pitch, and you know the reason why we bought you is because of you know what you used to do at Roma and blah blah blah. And, you know, maybe he he has grown up a bit, and he's he's not hung up about those different things that he was. I don't know, but he's he's certainly coming into his own. I, I think he's been helped by the injuries to Ericsson and Delhi. That he's for the first time in maybe his life he's played like he's been involved in all our Premier League games pretty much. He's getting a run of games, run of consistency. He scored against Liverpool, and he's picked up a bit of momentum, and it's great that he's playing so well. And you know, he's finally, finally become a decent player who's a viable option for us to consider uh, when when the team is named. All right, um, I've got a couple of uh, tweets in about this. Uh, Dan Staines and Tim Sullivan, I'm going to read them back to back. Just, Lamella seems to be the best player in the team at the moment. Do you think this is a player... Um, do you think this player was always there and he simply was unlucky with injuries? Or is it another great piece of project work from Poch? Uh, kind of answered that and then Tim Sullivan who's been listening to the podcast for a long long time uh, he says at what point can we realise that maybe Lamella is finally turned into that quality bow replacement <laughs> Rick yeah good for goals almost every game yeah works his tail off every time he's on the pitch and is always one sprint away from an injury just like Bale yeah uh, and it's assist work as well decent yeah, yeah so three and, three and ten and nine was it nine and ten or nine eleven uh, I don't know stats. That's not my thing, mate. He, right. he just does assist. Good. He's become very. He's become very direct, and he's finally. He's very direct, and he's finally using his right <laughs> foot to score a goal, and he's, it's great. I just hope his legs don't fall off, but it's great. He's got a nurse's injury. He's got a chronic injury, apparently. Still, oh, um, we, I love. I love. We've always had stars who have never kind of, you know. Thierry Henry never got injured, did he? Yeah, no, Ian Wright, never injured. No. I like our ones that are a bit broken. Like, Bow, one tackle away from being out for eight months. Corston. William, what are you talking about? Anderton. All right, Anderton. He, he, he did a clock to 11. I did a chronic, in. I did a chronic 11 last week on, on Friday. Oh, so you did. Go on, yeah. then. Go on, what got you? It was nearly all Spurs. It was um, Anderton, Sandro... Um, Gaza was there. Ledley well. King, Ledley King, Ledley King, and Woodgate were the, my back were my centre back partnerships. True. Um, yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's just enjoy him and hopefully he carries on. We can, you know, continue. He's got to play against the Arsenal against the Arsenal games. Yeah. You know, both in the League Cup and the um, 
and the league game. Um, we should probably sell Lamella now while his stock's up. Stop saying what's wrong with you. <laughs> well, how much would you take for him now? Um, 40 million. And then what would you we, would all sell Lamella What, what would we do with that 40 oh, million? Oh, nothing. We'd buy a couple of chairs for the stadium. We'd, we'd never buy, see we'd it buy, again. We'd buy Lewis Cook for 30. Yeah. yeah we'd exactly. never see Four it books from Bournemouth. No more players selling, just buying now. Um, Deli Ali uh, was not part of the squad, wasn't risk for the PSV game coming up. Uh, he trained alone for the first part of this morning and then joined the squad later on, apparently. Um, I think all of this is you can read into players not playing and, and players that do play and who's more important to push and whatnot, but I think it's just game management and player management, isn't it? Well, it got to what four games in eight days from this point, no, from Manchester City to PSV, right? So, sorry, De- Delhi did train today, yeah. He did a part, he did like a he, he joined the squad later. I don't know if he was late or he, yeah, because I'd, I'd seen some stuff on Twitter that oh, De- Delhi's not out here training, blah blah blah, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, where is he? Yeah. Back in MK Avenue. Yeah. I didn't see him, though. Getting changed up. <laughs> <laughs> they found him in a pile of coke. <laughs> just loads of fucking just cocaine everywhere in his pockets. Well, he signed up on the walls, didn't he? So he's got to celebrate somehow. All over again. So celebrate, isn't he? Exactly. He's signing in contact. What else you can do? Um, <laughs> Hugo Lloris is frustrated with... <laughs> <laughs> under his hands, get under your foreskin. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, yeah numbs it so he can go for longer. Oh shit! Give them multiples until they get bored. Shit! Yeah, I need that. I'll give it. Yeah, I'll sort you Put it on your hand. Yeah, on like the dust funny. on the helmet. Oh right, <laughs> coke dust on the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nice glaze, isn't it? Crispy <laughs> like cream, like shit. a like a powdering, <laughs> nice powdering. <laughs> Uh, look, Hugo Lloris uh, frustrated with his teammates despite Wolves win um, has he got some front saying that given the fact of what he's done up. Uh, I don't know yeah I mean well, he's, he was excellent in the game yeah and uh, he's captain he needs to come out and, uh, and and be a bit more vocal I think kind of like I don't know with with what's happened to him of like drink driving getting caught and uh, how how high his profile is of you know the, the national team captain and uh, and for Tottenham um, and realizing you know what he's done and stuff like that. I think he maybe not taking his his role more seriously, but he has to be showing that it's like <coughs> I am I am the model professional. I am going to come out and call it. And well, yeah, I mean, what like what if a, a journalist? He's a club captain. If the journalist says to him, "What did you think your performance?" He's not going to go. I'll oh, trip and play well. Yeah, it, it, don't you know? Let him off. Yeah. You've got to say what he sees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ultimately, like from from his teammates' uh, errors, whoever it is, um, uh, leads to kind of where where he has to save a shot. Where potentially, you know, you shouldn't be bringing shit to his door. Mm. Leave it outside your door. Yeah, true. Uh, we've got PSV. Uh, it's tomorrow night, isn't it? Yep, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, now. Um, well, we've got to win the game, but it's unlikely we're going to go through unless we win every single fucking game. Yeah. Which we probably will. Um, <clears throat> we'll probably go through against Barcelona in the... Uh, That'd be nice. The Fightcock Social with Paul Robinson. So listen to Paul Robinson talk for an hour and then beating Barcelona in the Camp Nou. Yeah. What more do you want? Five quid? That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, um, I'm going to be like a starstruck for me. 
Well, are you coming down to that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, because you're, you're one of these people to go, yeah, 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 and then they're just No, going, no, no, I'm there. No, no, I, no, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I am there. Yeah? There, there, there. No? Yeah. Yeah. Weren't you meant yeah. to be running up a mountain with Alex last Yeah, that, right, what, running up a mountain or meeting Paul Robinson? Which one am I going to lie about? You told yeah. Alex you were going to do it and you Mate, let him I'll down. tell that boy anything. No, not just him. It's a, like, yeah. Flav knows me from the years of... Do you want to do this? Yeah. And I say, yeah, but I don't really mean, yeah. It means I want this conversation to stop. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want any more confrontation about what you're asking me to do. Yeah. But if it's about something that I am interested, I will be like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. All right, yeah. Those two, I'm in. Um, what do you think, then? Um, obviously, we've got to win. It's going to be tough. PSV, you know, they, they're shit, but they've won 11 games in a row. In the, uh, mate, we, we can form an 11 aside team and stay up in the, in the Eredivisie. Yeah, but they've won, 11, they've won 11 in the row. Yeah, in that league that we could stay up and if we just picked 11 people off the street. they got Hervin Lozano, who's an excellent player. They've also got fucking Van... What's his name? De Jong. Who? De Jong. Yeah. Luke De Jong. Luke, Luke De Jong, yeah. He scored, scored against us. Newcastle couldn't barely get in the team. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. John Dow Thomason at Newcastle couldn't score. So hang on a minute. You're picking... Did you pick Milan? Yeah, after. Uh, no, buddy, you're picking apart all the little things that Spurs have, uh, <laughs> Spurs have been shit at and how shit we are. Yeah. But you're talking about PSV being good because they've won 11 games in the era of Divisi. Well, I'm concerned about them, yeah. I don't think it's going it's not, to... We're not going to walk this game. It's not going to be easy. I hope it is, but... Do you ever go into football and think, this is great, I love it? I hate football, man. It always <laughs> makes me feel... <laughs> yeah, I actually heard your voice break there. Constantly, it's all my what life. Are you, are you, what, all right, look, deep In down... In my life, it's upsetting me. Deep football. down, we're not, we're not going to qualify out of this group, right? It's very, very unlikely. But, we, I but you can look can. at it... I still, I still believe as well, but you can look at this and think, PSV at home... I don't really need to worry about them. Certainly, didn't don't need to express that worry at length on the podcast because it's yeah. PSV at home. Like if we lose, it's whatever. It's just like it's just fucking. This is why I don't like football because Spurs, man, Inter Milan is shit. They they draw us fourth fourth team in our group, but they draw us. None of won like seven out of eight games. They only lost the Barcelona. So not no, we've uh, made them great again. We haven't made them great. They were always great, and they you know, and they didn't even deserve to lose, uh, win against no, us. No, but they did. But they did, yeah. Um, no, we'll beat, we'll smash Pierce. There you go. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Now we can move Fuck on. Yeah, let's just move on. Right? I don't know if Wendy's... Wind, actually quite it, good, I, I think Wendy's so disenfranchised with it all. Like, do you see him on Twitter? He went mental. Yeah, I know. He's like, I've been, I've been reigning in the trippy hate for ages, but now I don't care, I'm going to let loose. That's pretty much yeah. what he did on Saturday night. What Bardi, what, what Windy needs to realise is that everything he says about Trippier is, whether it is true or not, is agenda-driven. Yeah, and if he wants to be taken seriously as a proper Spurs pundit, then he can't have agendas. Yeah, he can't right. be. He can't allow his audience to believe that he has an agenda. Yeah. <laughs> it's when it's when, you, it's when um, Love Jet tweeted him. It's eight thirty eight. Mate, I was in bed. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, "Oh, what's going on? What's going?" On? Look at him. Windy's like fucking on on on, on, on him, tripping. I was like, "Windy, it's it's free free for you." Do you remember in eight eight mile? Where Eminem's giving him some deep shit and he's talking to Bazaar. It's not Bazaar, but like the yeah, yeah. Bazaar's character. You know, remember this? Do you know what I'm talking about? You haven't seen it. You don't. Know I've Eminem. seen it. You will not watch Eminem, will you? I've seen the film. I won't buy it. I won't listen to any of his albums. I've seen it. Right, I'll leave it there. Then it's just in the car. Forget it. Doesn't matter. Um, but basically, Wendy, uh, look, just don't tweet about Trippy. You might be right. It doesn't matter anymore. I stupidly tweeted a reply about it, and then I, I got a, uh, an essay back. <laughs> he get you? Yeah, yeah, he did. Maybe it's just 
Yeah, it's going on. How much? Um, I don't, last time I checked the email, I wasn't sure whether or not uh, Wendy had sent me across an update. If you haven't, um, then you won't hear one now. But if you have, then you will. this is Windy back with the weekly youth update looking at our young players and players out on loan and I'll start off with the under 18 so you had a creditable one all draw with Fulham on Saturday morning um, we were reliant though on our goalkeeper Joshua Aluayemi making a late penalty save after Lewis Binks had been sent off for bringing down his man uh, and apparently Fulham had the better of that game Felix Patterson got our goal but still um, you know creditable draw with a number of players missing presumably due to the PSV UEFA Youth League match which is coming up on Tuesday the under 23s lost 4-1 to Swansea Paris Magoma scored our goal I've mentioned before I've got a lot of issues with what's going on at that level there's a lot of stagnation not sure the tactics are right not sure the personnel's right and judging the players I'm not sure the coaching's right but it's really difficult to know from the outside what's going wrong precisely so I shan't speculate anymore I guess I should also talk a little bit about the West Ham uh, League Cup game obviously Oliver Skip played seven minutes and Kyle Walker-Peters got the full 90 albeit he wasn't great um, and I was a little negative after the game and I guess it was because Nkudu had come on and played the best part of half an hour and quite frankly Nkudu is not going to be at the club in nine months time so in my eyes what's the point did he, did he really achieve anything more than any youth player might have achieved? And therefore, what is the point? Is it that he's getting a financial reward in terms of an appearance fee for for training well? Is it to do with squad harmony? In which case, you know, we've cut Vincent Janssen loose. He's been excluded from the squad. So does Pochettino care that much about squad harmony? I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I guess my frustrations came out after the match but weren't necessarily all in relation to this match. I would like to see more of a plan in terms of integrating our youth players. And it could be, quite frankly, that Pochettino's just not interested in, in academy players. And the academy is mostly there for developing players to sell. And in a sense, that's fine. And if he brings through Skip and he's his only player to be brought through in the next three years, I guess in some senses... I'd be happy that there's a player who's come through. My main frustrations are that we have a lot of quality and a lot of quality that's currently going to waste and we're wasting big sums of money in trying to fit out the squad when we could be doing that from within the academy. I'd like to see more more players go out on loan and be tested and, and come back um, and not be so raw Clearly, Pochettino doesn't like players who've played no games. He, he's fine at giving debuts to players who've played some games and developing those players. The ones that have played no games, less so. So let's get them out on loan. Let's get them games. Let's see how they respond to that. And one such player is Sam Shashua, who has got another assist this week for Atletico Belieres, and that's great for Sam. I do slightly worry about the level of, of, of club he's at and the standard, but I'm happier with him playing men's football 
than playing a, a season of under 23 football whether we can pull him back in January and get him out again to us a club at a high level I don't know but uh, things are going really well for Sam and that's great and likewise Marcus Edwards he's getting kicks a lot but that will probably be a good learning in the long term and again he's playing at a level um, which isn't the best level but it's a top five uh, European league and he's playing every week that's great for Edwards to be playing every week in men's football where results matter let's do this with more of the young players let's get more out on loan let's go back to three four years ago before Pochettino came where we had 10 players out on loan I'm, ram- I'm rambling I'll leave it there and I might come back to this in the future uh, that's it for this week if you're interested in more young players follow me on Twitter at Wendy Coys that's Coys for coming your spurs Thank you very much, Wendy. There you go. Trying to squeeze Trippier into his youth update. No, Polly, Polly, extolling the virtues would, of um, Carl Walker Peters throughout. Would you, uh, you you take what Carl Walker Peters would start in the game against PSV? Maybe or Aurea? No. Well, maybe Aurea, but not not Walker Peters. No, why not? Got handled by Mikel Antonio. <laughs> There's no future for anyone that gets handled by him. The Fighting Cock is backed by FansBet. It's a company that uh, is giving fifty percent of its profits back to football fans. Um, if you care about that at all and you like a flutter in the football then sign up for an account at fansbet.com and select Fighting Cock in the drop down and as I've said multiple times we're going to be um, finding a good cause throughout the season once we've built up a pot of money um, to make something good happen to someone who hasn't got much great stuff happening in their life um, did you see the article on in the, in the Telegraph about Levy? Uh, I didn't read it. I, written, saw the, I saw the headline. It's written by Matt Law. It says, um, I'm going to read out a kind of section of the article and see if any of you can disagree with this or you can counter any of it. It says, uh, when King signed his last contract in 2010, everybody knew that the ex-central defender would never be able to pass a medical to move anywhere else. But there was no hard bargaining from Levy. who rewarded him the security of a two-year deal. Or talk to Gareth Bell, who will tell you that Levy continued to believe in him when he, when the Welshman started his Tottenham career without a single win in the first 24 appearances. Harry Redknapp vehemently de- denies it, but there is still plenty of people around Spurs who insist Levy had to intervene to stop the club's former manager selling Bell. Birmingham City had shown interest, while Wigan sources have claimed uh, Regan, uh, Redknapp was willing to s- send him to the DW Stadium. Levy Evie was slated for effectively sacking Redknapp, but the change was part of an effort to modernise Tottenham, which started promisingly under Andre Villas-Boas and has taken off since the appointment of Pochettino four years ago. Levy's biggest mistake over the new stadium, which had been due to open in September at the cost of £850 may have been to insist on such a hands-on role, which is said to go uh, as far as having a say on the design of the toilets. He thinks nothing of rattling off emails to close aides at 3am. But that approach has also dragged Tottenham up to where they were, to, they are today. How King would have loved to undergo his rehabilitation work surrounded by his teammates and club colleagues at a state-of-the-art training complex in Enfield, which Levy opened in 2012, the year of the 38, the year of the 38-year-old's retirement. The old, the old training ground is now a school and respite home for children with autism, which is part of funded by Tottenham and a surrounding area of the new stadium, one of the poorest in London, is benefiting from Spurs re- regeneration. 
Elimination from the Champions League at the group stage with a key game against PSV Eindhoven to come on Tuesday night will give Levy's critics more ammunition. But waiting for a stadium project that will eventually cost over one billion and seat more than 60,000 people and worrying about the Champions League participation are relatively first world problems for a club that finished 10th, 14th, 11th, 10th and 12th ahead of Levy's first full season at the helm. They currently sit 4th ahead of Arsenal. His first managerial appointment was going not all back in March 2001 and Levy sent a hamper to the hospital where the Tottenham legend is recovering from a heart attack. Older supporters still remember the real glory, glory years during the 60s and early 70s when Tottenham won trophies with some regularity and it was during that period that Levy attended his first game with his uncle against QPR at White Hart Lane. He recalls that he wore a huge rosette for the occasion, but Levy and most Spurs fans are now more focused on the future than the past, at least, to his, is to his credit. Quite a lot there. Yeah. Go on, buddy. I, the thing is, Levy's decisions for the club have always tried, they've always come from a good place. His managerial appointments, apart from maybe Redknapp, have always been an idea of progressing the club from, um, from Hoddle, Santini, AVB, Pochettino. They've always come from a good place. Fair enough, they haven't worked, but no managerial appointment, not every managerial appointment does work. So I can't, you can't really um, kick him for that. Plus the fact of what has happened off the field, we've now become a big kind of commercial entity with the stadium coming, sponsorship deals, kit deals. So there's a lot of stuff which he's done has been really good and great for the club. But of course, we're fucking human beings. We're never going to be fully satisfied by anything. So I understand why people are a bit leavey out, especially this season when the stadium's not ready and we didn't sign a central midfielder. But on the whole, if, if Levy died tomorrow, everyone would look back on what he's done at Spurs as being a great thing. Yeah, that's a fair shout. I think, um, I think the, the point of the, the article, T, sorry for you, the point of the article was to say that there, there has been massive progression under Tottenham. Obviously, there's massive questions need to be asked about some of the decisions that he's made, but it's always been about him... The betterment of, of the football club has always been there, perhaps, but perhaps business drove those decisions rather than anything else. Yeah. What's happening downstairs? I've got no idea. I don't know you can probably hear this on the recording, but it sounds like, it sounds like the scene from Fight Club. Uh, not Fight Club, uh, P- Pulp Fiction. Because Bring out the gimp. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, the thing was... Um, all of Le- Levy's best appointments were kind of thrust, up, thrust upon him, as in Martin Yol and Harry Redknapp. Um, mm. Yol came in because Santini left, got sacked, and Redknapp came in because Ramos was shit. Well, well, well to be fair to, to, to Levy there, is that um, he brought Yol in as a part of that uh, young um, Santini's backup. Yeah, because Yol, Yol, Yol is a better coach than the manager, as has been proven over his career, really. Well, because um, Levy put in, in place a... Um, a f- Structure. A structure, exactly, with Frank Arneson, Santini and Yol, where there would be, whichever one left, there'd be continuity in the project. So. Yeah, and then it happened quite quickly. It was like 10 games in Santini. I've never heard of him again. Yeah, what happened? He, didn't he win, win the Euros with France? Or? No, didn't no. Didn't he, France. He, he, was he the French manager? He was a French manager, but he, they had a shit Euros. All right. And, and then the he the World Cup, I think. Fair enough. Um, I, I, like I'm not defending everything Levy's done here, but I think it, it, it's okay to, to look at him and what he's done and think actually we're better for having him in charge than we would have perhaps been. I mean, who knows what would have happened if someone else had taken us over? If Abramovich had managed to buy a Tottenham that we wouldn't have got all the glory that, that Chelsea have had, we probably would have done. But in the absence of some massive benefactor who's going to bankroll all kinds of success, I think 
we're in a good position now. Um, it's just that we, we've got used to the successes that we've had. I don't mean winning trophies, but the points hauls and the expectation that we have from, from beating teams like Wolves at the weekend without being utterly satisfied with that result. There was a time 10 years ago where we would have taken that because that's what we expected Tottenham to be. But but by the same token, you know, the threshold is always raised. Is that right? The bar's always raised. Yeah. And we always want more, and all fans do. Um, but it's, it's healthy to take stock of where we've come from, I think. Is all. I just think that when Spurs are on the brink of moving to the next level, it feels like, it probably does, but it feels like it's kind of sabotaging shit, man. You know, it's like when Redknapp had that window, when we could have finished fourth, you know, we were linked to, what was it, Phil Neville and Charlie Adam, mm. and we signed the two players I keep fucking mentioning. Um, Nelson Saar. Yeah. Then last summer, um, you know, we had an opportunity to push on a little bit, and we signed no one, and sell no one. So yeah. that's where the frustrations are. As for the stadium, you know, the whole the whole ticket situation, the stadium situation is pretty bad, and... Um, he can't be absolved of all responsibility for that. Yeah, um, maybe someone lied to him and said we could finish it in one season, but ultimately you've taken the fans' money, probably knowing that it wasn't going to finish in one season. And now we're getting our money back. It's not even the full value of the tickets, <coughs> of the season tickets. So, you know. Um, Rafa van, van der Vaart retired today from all football. Um, if, if ever there's been a player that kind of became entrenched in our hearts in such a short amount of time what was he two years at the club yeah. and became yeah. genuinely like a legend Yeah, I think it's probably because of his perform- performances against Arsenal and these goals he scored but what, what are your favourite memories of Van der Vaart well I think part of the, the legend is the fact that he arrived so late as well and he he was he he was perfect old Tottenham where he had flaws but he was just glorious with his left foot and he could do magical stuff and that was kind of where we used to be with these kind of uh, mercurial players that could be brilliant for five minutes but then disappear for the rest of the game. He was, he was for me, he was a better player than Ginola. He was, he was that good. I'd go with that. The, uh, the, the scoring against Arsenal, the shushing. Yeah. It's like, when, when a player does that, he, he's got it. He understands. He knows it. He understands. He, and, yeah. and, and, and he kind of did what we, we want our players to do. Yeah. Like the, he did it in twice to Arsenal. Yeah. The one but he scored that, he took it down on his weak, weaker right foot and just yeah. drilled it past, I think it's for Chesney, on the right, in, in the corner. And, and he ran over and he was so ecstatic and he was like fist pumping against the Arsenal fans and put his finger up to his yeah. mouth. And then the, the, uh, the, the, the penalty yeah. against Arsenal at the Emirates when we were 2-0 down and he scored the equaliser and we obviously we went on to score another one with Kabul and he did it again and it was like pipe down you know, kind of thing I don't think there's been a Spurs player as deadly in front of goal as he, as he was he would just you'd have confidence in a one-on-one situation he'd just bury it and there was a goal we scored against uh, Aston Villa. Yeah. It was a I way. Knew, yeah, I knew. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a snooker. We you know, down, he yeah, just yeah, went yeah. like a snooker cube. Yeah. We were down to Chemin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just passed it right. beautifully it into the corner. The thing yeah. is, when those balls come in, right, and you can, you can lever it or you can try and place it, like nine times out of ten, they're going over the bar or they're going... Yeah. No, but it was that pass just like so cool and calm and just... Swept it into the net. Yeah, it's it just did. Like, and it was at, at pace, and it mm-hmm. was like, those are fucking players, man. Yeah. He was just, um, he was just so cool in front of goal. I remember once 
He's to, he's to retake a penalty three times. Was that against yeah. FC Twenty? It was against Bolton. Bolton against Twenty, I think he Completely did as well. Difference. Yeah, he <laughs> scored. Two. He got sent off against. Uh, he scored two and got sent off against Twenty. Yeah, yeah, he yeah did. but he, 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 missed, he missed the last penalty. But he scored the first two, which is just so clinical. And I remember. Um, I think his first five or six games he scored in every single game. Mm, yeah, in, in that as well. Especially um, after we signed him right again, another Levy signing. Deadline yeah. day. Deadline day. He did that. Not and and also De- Daniel Levy made sure that Modric signed as well. So, what? And, and, well, he, he went out to Croatia, Dinamo Zagreb, and it was him that that, that went out and met him, at Modric, and, and got him over the line. You never see the picture of um, D, uh, Daniel Levy walking along in his very baggy um, jeans. jeans, yeah, with with brown shoes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. With, with Luka Modric in similar garb, yeah. walking along as well. Um, but yeah, that that that, that signing of Van der Vaart, I remember cause it was back when transfer deadline day was actually exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like it came through at like half eleven. Spurs have put a bid in. It's half five. Half five. Deadline finished at six. I remember because I was. I no one listening to this. <laughs> no, no, because you're getting it wrong. You're getting history wrong. Got to get right. <laughs> no, got to get it right because I remember I was on my own. Right. And I remember seeing my phone that he's going to sign. I come home. Hayley O'Queen said, I can't believe the Spurs have just signed Van, Van der Vaart. But we were like two minutes over. Hours. We got a dispensation, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did, we did, we did. Is um, that bit true? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that bit was true. It was just unbelievable because um, I think Munich thought they'd signed him and then we just stole in and, and got him. Got in there. Um, I, remember, I remember going to his first game. It was when he played West Brom, drew one all. The way? Yeah. And yeah. Modric scored, scored our goal. And That's I just thought, right. fuck, this, this is so exciting, man. Um, and I mean, we wanted an out and out striker, and he wasn't an out and out striker, but he made he more than made up for it. Do you not think like sometimes some of these players, if they just had, had believed in us and stuck with us, that we could have dominated? Like you think well, that, Van der Vaart got booted out by AVB? No, no, he did. He did. I, I wasn't. I was actually alluding to Modric. But oh, if you yeah. think like like you think Modric, Carrick, Kane. Like towards the end of his career, it came when he broke into the team. Modric and Carrick would have been fine there. You had Bobatov if he stayed. Sheridan would have stayed back in the day. Bale. Bale. Like, we'd have, we'd have had an incredible team. Yeah. Like, that team would have probably won the European Cup. Maybe. <laughs> Stephen Carr, if he'd never left no, us. Maybe not Stephen Carr, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking off to Newcastle. Never but, but if you think like a team of like Kane, Bale, Delhi, fucking Eriksson. Modric and Dembele in midfield, or Modric and Carrick, or whatever. Then they, we, we could have done amazing things. Could have been dim bits. Yeah. So you don't know what. So you don't know what's mad bits. And what we've done actually is keep a team together, quite quite close knit team together for a long time. If we go out in the, in January, and I'm not anticipating this happening, but if we go out in January and go, let's add a couple more world class stars, like not not established world class stars, but players that we're going to buy and bring them through, like. Who knows? We're Maybe they're not going to leave. We're signing big players in January. I love that. Yeah. 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 Really big, I, I, yeah. How much, how much are we going to spend? I think we're going to spend 150 mil. Yes! Oh, <laughs> shit. I'll tell you what. If yeah. Spurs go out and spend 150 million in January, yeah. there's no reason why we can't challenge properly for the league. 
I think Barney will take his dick for the first time. <laughs> uh, we'd all give him our dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we'd welcome our dick into your so, mouth. If we spend 150 mil, I have to take your dick. No, it's your pleasure. <laughs> it's your ple- We're doing you a favour here. <laughs> We're doing you a favour. Is that? Do you not want that? Or? I don't know. Now I'm, I don't know whether I'd rather. Would you take it for 150 million spend on players? Uh, no, I need, to, I need to go home and think about this. <laughs> no, 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 this no. To, to like records. Let's talk, talk to your missus. So we're going to sign Milinkovic Savic in in in. January, we're gonna do it. Okay. We're uh, gonna go big. Dog. And what about Barrios in midfield? No, I, don't li- I don't like him. Why? I just don't think he's reliable enough. I don't think he's all that. Nathan doesn't like him either. Oh. Right. As long as Nathan doesn't like him. Uh, Martin Reynolds, he says, if uh, this European League was actually to happen in 2021, would you rather we stayed and become a dominant force in English football or left to join the circus that's, as that's where the money and top players would obviously be? Where are you at with this Super League thing? I, I, <coughs> as long as it involves Man City, just get the fuck out. Fine, go, crack on. Well, it's like, it apparently it doesn't involve Man City. It's like, you know, obviously it's a, a select few from uh, uh, Europe's uh, uh, top leagues. And uh, I, I could have sworn I saw something like that. It was like one of the rules is like the, uh, that you can't get relegated from it for like 20 years or some shit like that <laughs> something mental um, I just like, I I think it's shit and I wouldn't want Tottenham to, to join this I'm, I'm fine being part of a less marketable yeah yeah uh, le- less competitive Premier League than, than partaking that bollocks it's the and it would be great if they took Man City Man City is the only ones that bother me Man City and Chelsea I can take them I take them because they you, they bought everything that they they yeah, they've yeah. earned like Man, Man City especially yeah like you'd be nothing about that money and you can see that by their attendances like they're not filling up their stadium their fans don't really give a shit I think they realise the hollowness of what they've got yeah can we take they can take Liverpool as well I don't know I mean I, yeah I'd happily see yeah. Liverpool go like if I, if I never have to think about Liverpool Football Club again it'd be too soon yeah um, just leave us and Arsenal. I'd like that. Yeah. I mean, it would be there'd be something in that that would become like the Celtic and Rangers, although <laughs> a little bit. I mean, there'd be one decent football club and one decent fan base in there. Um, where, where are you at, T? You've only cut I'm fairly indifferent if it happens. It happens. It's just. Um, but if Spurs were to go into it, you'd hate that, surely. Um, why? It's one of those things where because we'd have to play half of our games around the world, Dubai. Um, I'm at a point where footballers, footballers. <laughs> Football has jumped the shark long ago, man. If that's if that's the next step, then then fuck it. Don't be wrong. I don't want it to happen. Well, you said but, you're indifferent. Well, I'm, I'm I'm indifferent. I just think, well, football is so fucked up. This is what Levy wants. Levy wants us to be among the European elite, and us being in that league would be a statement to his legacy. Is this what you want? That he's made us. You bald little fucker. Is this what you want? Yeah, yeah, to send us off into this league and make our fans travel you, to Dubai is that what you want you've been sucking him off and this is what he wants for Tottenham this is what you fucking want I take back everything I've said I, I, I actually regret reading out that article that was I, pretty, I thought I did pretty well with you that. made us sit through now it now I regret well. it and you lot got to sit through it that leave you propaganda uh, the propaganda and I've, I've been sucking the devil's cock and now it's <laughs> now you just put his penis up my bum <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happened isn't it T that's pretty much what's happened yeah. fucking you're right I'm wrong um, Brian Campbell says, what do you want for Christmas? Jesus. What do you want? As, as grown men around the table, do, do, does Christmas figure for you? I mean, you've got kids and... Uh, uh, Barry, you haven't, but you, no. I'm sure you enjoy Christmas. Yeah, I still have fun. It's yeah. a lovely time, isn't it? 
I haven't been bought a good Christmas present in ages. So what I, would be a good one? Then? Well, pants and socks is all right. I'm, I'm deal with that now. But I'd quite like a PlayStation game. <laughs> what PlayStation? I don't game? know. <laughs> Something a bit more exciting than just stuff I can put on my feet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know what I want for Christmas. It's like the thing is, the stuff I really want, I buy myself because it's quite because it's quite pricey. So yeah, maybe maybe I said to you, Mrs. Can you treat me this year? Well, to be fair, the presents she gets me are actually really good. To be fair, I can't afford her on her on her present buying, but um, this year I would like a decent Fitbit. Baby, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Amazing. Well, uh, mine's always like kind of like T saying if if I want something, I go out and buy it. And if I said to my missus, like, I, I wouldn't mind one of those, uh, like, smedley, like, naughty little jumpers you got. She'd be like, yeah, yeah cool. And then uh, I'll get, like, as I'm, walking, back as I'm walking to work... A lacoste, please. I, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a text message. Can you transfer some money into my account, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just buying it for myself. <laughs> like, this isn't how it works. No, it is how it works. Like, you, you've engineered this, so no, it is how you no. Work. no, no, no. No, no. Her he's, money. He's engineered it so he's in control of his wife. That yeah, time. yeah. That's what this is about. You're a controlling <laughs> husband, aren't you? I am. Yeah. It's yeah. financial yeah. humiliation. Have you heard about that? That's actually a fetish. <laughs> is it financial humiliation? <laughs> is it where women demand money of guys and guys get off on it? Just throw five. I'm not suggesting that your missus does this, by the way. <laughs> but it's just one of these things where <laughs> some men, so, 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 some <laughs> men get off. She's sitting there frigging herself. <laughs> and she goes, Give me my money. <laughs> No, it's me. Yeah. You're freaking yourself. Freaking <laughs> 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 five pounds. Yeah, yeah. One pound. No, one pound five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> there was this, this woman who was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I've forgotten her name. But she doesn't. She does humiliation things. She's just a humiliatrix. That's what it's called. And people. Isn't that what a Spurs fan? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. She used to send people to ask her to send piss. By a mail and send it to them, they'd love it. Send shit as well. It's bizarre. Do you, do you know what? what I, I, I saw uh, an article the other day, and some, some lady has earned shitloads of money from selling her used socks. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm up for that. I, I, I'd do that. Like, I, I appreciate I don't have the charms of a lady of the internet. Yeah. But if someone wants to pay me five quid a sock. No one's going to pay you five pounds Why not? Surely there must be some someone's gay interest like there. Yeah. There must be some they, gay interest. We could create a whole new fighting cock shop of, of our dirty underwear. Yeah. The, like fight, if, the fighting sock. <laughs> <laughs> if you, well, I, you, genuinely, if there were men out there that were willing to pay like five pounds a sock. Would you would you go to the effort of, of packaging it up and sending it off? Yes, I would. Yeah. I do worry about the whole DNA thing. They might they might be able to kind of do some shit to you, some kind of juju. Oh, what are you going to do? Well, if yeah. they, they they murder someone, and then they put your sock in the crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the policeman comes in as a dead body and just tees sock. How, how do you know? It's, how do you know it's mine? It's, it's got your DNA yeah. and your jizz. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a dead female, and, and there's just she's with it. sports sock just laid across her forehead. Stinks <laughs> 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 the Tyro. Sorry, it's it's too long. We were past that, aren't we? Um, Nelson and Sarah says, Could you top bins a hamster? I'm surprised you put it in because of Animal Crory. Yeah, I'm not Alex. Oh, yeah, exactly. Forget it. He's the one, he's the complete. I've been thinking about this. I think I would need to put it on like a tee or something. Like a golfing tee. on T's head. <laughs> I would need it to be a little bit elevated off the ground, so it'd have to sit straight up. So maybe I would freeze it first 
and then put it on the on a tea. It first. Yeah, because you want something solid Freezy, to kick. Yeah, yeah. Like what what, what if you it. just you, you, you threw it up in the air and volleyed it? What's the what's the idea? What what are the chances of you hitting top bins from from a free like? From like a drop kick, I think it's harder from a drop kick. Right. So give me uh, out of if you if you had fifty tries on it, how many times would you get it in top? From bin? a drop kick. Yeah, a hamster. Is the hamster dead or alive? It's very much matter. dead. Okay. I mean, it, it died of natural causes. You know, it was it was never going to make it. Okay. And um, it, it, it donated it's a its, of the litter. It donated its body to uh, entertainment. At least twenty times out of fifty. You know, you. Oh, oh God, there's no. Tr- you couldn't hit top bins with a football. With a football. Uh, tw- twenty times out. Could. No, Harry distance. Kane probably couldn't. What distance? No, you couldn't. Free drop kick. All right, I've got a question. I've got a question for you. If you played, if you played as uh, a number nine, yeah. in a Premier League football team, yeah. How many goals do you think you could score? None. Why you never that? score a goal? Because it's the truth. So you just said you could hit twenty top bins. Exactly. There's nobody in front of me. There's Jesus no, Christ! I don't. I don't Rick. have. What are you really saying here, Rick? If you play, if you played every minute of the Premier League season as a number nine, yeah. Do you think you could score any goals? I reckon I'd get one goal from oh, a like, corner, like a po- toe no, poke. Like, you know, one of those uh, balls where it just squirms and it rolls in front. All I've got to do is lever it, and that's it. That would happen. You think it happened once? But, but that one time would happen, and I'd put it in. See, uh, I'm done. We had a bloke in our in our office who reckons he'd score twelve. That's ridiculous. Well, we said that like, the vast majority of Premier League strikers don't get twelve Premier League goals. And they're incredible. Yeah. Postiga like got one goal. Uh, do you remember that the postman finally delivers? <laughs> <laughs> do, you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? THSD later two article. Um, the Postiga, and then that, that's old school Spurs, isn't it? That's yeah. that's the way. It used but that's to be. an example of an international like footballer who'd won the UEFA Cup with Porto as part of Mourinho's team. That's right, wasn't it? He was a fucking prospect. He came to the Premier League and do shit. We fucked him up. And he was an athlete. He could run. He could run faster than us. Stronger than all of us, and mm. he got one goal. We've done of a hope. Maybe he was What's lucky. Was the part of Mourinho's thing? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he didn't win the Champions League. Against Celtic, they won the League. Yeah, yeah, um, They had Moutinho in that side as well. Didn't yeah, it was. Uh, and Jardel, no, 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 Moutinho no. played for um, played for Lisbon. They had Deco. Um, Deco is what. Carvalho, Deco, Manish, Ferreira, Carvalho, Ferreira, Manish, Carvalho. Yeah. I like the way you put an accent on that team. I tried my best. Alright, that's it, isn't it? Fighting Cup Podcast. Thanks for staying with us. Thank you. Um, and uh, I hope to see you all on the live shows where we're going to get fucked up. I probably will be really fucked by the time it even starts. Yeah. We'll that, probably do some yeah. sort of live show. Yeah. What should we do? Do people want a live show? I'm not sure. I don't know. It tends to be pretty shoddily organised when we try that. Just don't be hungover. Thanks, Hattie. That's alright. Uh, the- <laughs> bit, bit of feedback. <laughs> I, it's just it, it feel, it's fine when we're around this microphone yeah it's yeah. just different when there's 500 people looking at you why, why, why don't you put a vote out do, do people want, want a station before and or not or just want to turn up just, right just put a curtain between you and the crowd so like, like it, it's like, you're, like so a they just hear it court, like, they're, like they're listening the to the pod yeah. that might be so good so just like silhouettes <laughs> 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 like the gorillas <laughs> yeah alright that's it fine fine cool. bye
like a dummy in the bummy of your mummy. Fighting cock and we don't give a shit. Everybody knows flat fakes and prick. We can get a sticky in the mini sucking willy. When you're getting grilly, yeah, you're gonna bang the milli. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.